970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library. And believe me, when you are as talented, brilliant, powerful, and beautiful as me, Bob, did you write this again? Uh, it's very I, I difficult to be what modest. You, I said what oh, you I'm blushing. Me to say. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow I'm good at that also. Oh my goodness, I'm going to write this next week. And that is the amazing, talented, wonderful, handsome Bob Mumby. I wrote that too. <laughs> the Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. And today, it's a, it's a true honor to be speaking with Major General Randy S. Taylor, Commanding General, U.S. Army Communications Electronics Command, Senior Commander, Aberdeen Proving Ground. Did you do that from memory? I did not, Bob. I wish I could, but I have no way to memorize anything these days. <laughs> so how have you been, Bob? Good. Busy. Uh, but good busy, all of it. Um, I, I just have one minor observation in our our efforts to make people more courteous. Okay. Um, acknowledging that nobody's perfect, neither are we, even though we just said that we were. If I let you in, if you're in a car. Okay, we're in a car now. Got it. You're pulling out of a gas station. I'm pulling and out of a gas station. And there's a long line of cars. There's a long line of cars. And and you let me in. And if I let you in. I wave and say, thank yeah, you. How, and that, I don't, is that too much to ask and to get I, the wave? <laughs> no, and also, if I'm pulling out, I will not be blocking three lanes of traffic because you let me in. I'd say, oh, no, go ahead. I can't come out because I need to get over to the fourth lane. Right, right. Because uh, folks at 543 and 22 who do that all the time coming out of the gas stations, it's like, really? 80,000 people are behind me in traffic, and I'm being nice letting you out. But, no, you have to come out and sit sideways in the middle of three lanes no. of traffic. And whether you're rude. Self-absorbed or just oblivious. I have no use for you. Get off the road. I like. I do the little wave. Oh, do you know I had a tractor trailer who, who was really mean yesterday to me on five forty-three, and you know I drive to New York, so I'm a fairly not aggressive driver, but I'm a fairly strong driver. I'm used to driving in heavy traffic, bumper to bumper, you name it. He came off the ramp and decided he wanted to be in my lane, and he didn't care who was in my lane, including my little car. And I'm like, really, really unbelievable. So then I had to follow him up all the way up to 543. <coughs> So that's, that's my rant. Yes. You didn't expect that, did you? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I expect it from me. But you have a much longer fuse and a much higher um, uh, uh, capacity for tolerance than I do. Oh, yeah. But okay. I don't I think to, that will surprise anyone. I can add one more to that one. So, if by chance you hit somebody's car, brand new car, and take out the driver's side mirror, okay, the one that's on the door... And you pretend to get out to leave a note, but you're actually not leaving a note. You're just picking up the pieces so the driver, when she gets back to her car, doesn't realize it until she's already in the car and starts the engine because it's in the middle of winter. Kindly don't do that. Just leave a note. We all make mistakes. We all have accidents. Just leave a note. Don't pretend to leave the note. Because I can tell you, after paying $600 later for a new mirror on the side of my car, it was not fun. And I'm like, really? Really? Come on. Be the honor decent. system. Exactly. Fail. Yes. I, someone uh, told me once that they got to a, um, got back to their car and it had been dented. And there was a note. And it said, I am not, um, I'm not giving you my name or address or phone number. I'm just relieved, writing this note because people are watching. And they're, they just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want them to think I'm giving you my name and oh. address and phone number. 
You know, and you know, if the person who hit my car had just left a note and said, I'm really, really sorry, I can't afford to pay, and I can't report this to my insurance, but I am truly, truly sorry, I would have said, okay, but nothing, and to pretend, ugh. What is this project that you're you're working on with the government? Uh, it has to do Choose with that? civility. Choose civility. Oh yes, we are. We'll be launching that soon, and we're working with the amazing, talented Cindy Mumby, out of the county executive's office. And it'll be a, a really nice partnership with the Chamber of Commerce, the schools, the county, our students, our children, our seniors. Because uh, true civility, it's it's so important to do that. Rather than assuming that someone is disrespecting you, choose civility instead. And respond and do the wave when somebody lets you out or leave the note if you do something that uh, was an accident or apologize or just be respectful. And you know with an election year coming up, it's really critical that we are respectful to each other. Even if you don't agree with my opinion or Bob's opinion, heavens forbid if you don't agree with Bob, but even <laughs> if you don't agree with that, be respectful. You don't have to agree to disagree. It's always fine. Because that's what makes it so wonderful in such a rich county. Because we do have differences of opinion. We do have different ideas. And we don't want to make people feel bad or, or go underground or get angry because we didn't respect what their idea was. Yeah, and it seems... Yeah, a lot of times we always say, oh, it's worse than it's ever been. And it's really not. But this is. Because you. it's almost like it's... To have an opinion differing from someone, uh, they're they're just going to basically stipulate that you're stupid, crazy, mean, bigoted, arrogant, um, uneducated, uneducated, um, and that's not always the case. No, <laughs> that's so true. Not always, get, but even if you think that, right? You know, there's that old saying: if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And when did we? When do we throw that one out the window? Yeah, and, and do, they, do we think we're going to win someone over by doing that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to insult this person's head off. <laughs> no, do you agree with me now? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to really point out how stupid whatever he or she is saying, and that's just going to go so far yeah. in changing their mind and their opinion. I just insulted your family back eight generations. Now are you on board with me? <laughs> All righty. Well, enough of that. Okay. Uh, we'll do a little trivia and then some news and then we're going to get to the general we do we i can't wait to general it's just it's amazing his story's amazing and and what he's doing in harford county and beyond is just spectacular so we're so honored to have him but first let's do a little trivia all right so what week is it? what are we celebrating this week this is a trick question folks. birthday well maybe but that's not what my answer that's not the answer that's we're playing jeopardy answer? it's gotta be the correct answer or the correct question. <laughs> I, I have. Do I know? Would you, I know? You better know. Um, I mentioned it earlier today when we were chatting with the general. Hmm. Uh huh. Before we went on the air. <gasps> no idea. Oh, gosh, wait till he's he's going to cringe. Okay, listen, everybody, ready? It is National Library Week. And our honorary chair this year is Misty Copeland, the amazing, talented ballerina. And it is the 60th anniversary of National Library Week. And how do we celebrate? We celebrate we all read. week long. Oh, we do read. Yes, we do read. Lots of reading takes place. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a trick question. All right. Okay. I, um, you know what? I apologize for that. That's okay, Bob. Hmm, what were we just talking about? Two civility. I guess I have to be civil for the next one. Yes. Okay. Civ so, and patient. 
<laughs> so, what? okay, here's another trivia, totally unrelated to libraries or to the major. The vehicle manufacturer Volvo was founded in what country? Sweden. Oh, I knew you'd get that right off. Okay, here's another one, harder. Diamonds are made up almost entirely of what element? Carbon. Oh, good grief. Okay, what is the world's largest ocean deer? Pacific. Ah, in what month is the Earth closest to the sun? Closest to the sun? Closest. Ooh, to that's a good the... one because... He hesitated. Because it's not necessarily the longest, the longest day. Um, and that is called the apohelion or perihelion. Okay, now you're getting complicated. Okay, March 20th. No, January. It's a wonderful month. It's my birthday month. Okay. okay. What is the most abundant element in the Earth's atmosphere? Is Nitrogen. Yes, very good. All right, so here you go. Oh, I don't agree with this answer, but what the heck. What is the most popular breed of dog in the United States? Poodle. No. Golden Retriever. No, that's what I would have thought, but no. Shih Tzu, Pomeranian. No, 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 no. What's your little doggie? What's your little doggies? uh, Yorkie Poo. No, not that one either. Um, You were close on the Golden Retriever. No. Sharpay. No. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one when you watch the dog show? They invent new breeds every year. Oh my gosh, they they are so fun to watch. Okay, and I like the puppy bowl and the kitten bowl at the the Super Bowl time. No, it's a Labrador Retriever, which I would not have guessed. No, wrong. Wrong. Okay, so here we go. What is the name for the branch of the... Oh, I should have asked when the general. He would might know this. What is the name for the branch of the French army created for foreign recruits? Uh, well, the, the Foreign Legion. The, the French. French Foreign Legion. Or the... Well, I don't know how to speak French. Legion. Croix de Guerre? Le, oh, maybe. Uh-huh. Legion and what you just said. I, I think I was wrong. That's the, the Cross of War. It's their oh. Medal of Honor. Okay. Well, it sounds, I'm sure it sounds much better in French, but I don't know French. But yes, the French Foreign Legion. You are like on a roll today, my dear. All right, here we go. This is a tough one. What was the nickname for the Hughes H-4 Hercules aircraft that made a single flight in 1947? You remember it? it was the that Spruce Goose. Yes, that huge... It was made out of wood, wasn't it? Spruce. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it wasn't the... The elm, uh, <laughs> the elm, the elm, the, that's old the elm goose, <laughs> the oak goose. <laughs> no. All right. So here, here's another military question. What is the highest enlisted rank a soldier can hold in the United States Army? Sergeant Major. Yep, Sergeant Major of the Army. You know why I know that? From the Beatles song. No. Okay. Sergeant Major. Wasn't oh, you there mean a Sergeant Be- Pepper? Oh, maybe. No, I thought there was a Sergeant Major song. Am I thinking something else? Uh, no, You're the music guy. Well, Sergeant Pepper, but um, yeah, I think there's a Sergeant Major in Penny Lane. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, I know that because in anticipation of the general coming today, mm-hmm. I looked up ranks. Oh, so you knew the answer to the five-star, four-star, three-star um, question. I general. forgot that, but I knew, the, um, <laughs> I, I knew Sergeant Major. Awesome. Well, here, you'll know this one. This is music. This is easy. What American music duo released a studio album, Sounds of Silence, in 1966? Simon and Garfield. Yes, sir. Great album. Here's another music one. What is the name of the first album released by American rock band Bon Jovi? I don't care. I think Bon Jovi is so overrated. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're like every song of theirs is like an essay that a freshman in high school would write. Okay. Living on a prayer and half. Oh, don't okay. get me started. All my friends from New Jersey. I'm going to have to hear, yeah, you're gonna read hear, from you for you, saying that. You're going to definitely hear from them on this one, because the name of the first album was Bon Jovi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Aww. So wait a minute. That was a question? Yes, it was. Right. What is the name of the first album released by American okay. rock band Bon Jovi? It's Bon Jovi. buried in Grand okay. Tomb? <laughs> what is the first themed land just inside the main entrance of Disneyland? The, the, um, the first themed land. Oh, um... Just inside the main entrance of Disneyland? Uh, Small World? <laughs> no, that's a ride. Frontier USA? No, 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 that's behind the gate. Epcot Center? No, 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 you're in Disney World now. Oh, geez. It is Main Street USA. Now, right. do you, 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 uh, your second address is Disney World. But yes, it is. Uh-huh. You, how about Disneyland? Do I, you? Think I love Disneyland. Uh, I was, I've been there several times in recent years, and it's, it's a, almost, I always say Disney World is a marathon. You truly are running a marathon when you visit Disney World. Disneyland is a 5K. It's smaller. Everything is close together. You can walk right outside your hotel, right into the park. The, the two parks are next to each other. I love Disneyland. It's just wonderful. And what I really like about it is I know Walt actually walked through there. He stayed in the apartment. He lived in the apartment above the firehouse. I've been in the apartment. It's just, you know, he really did design that himself. So um, where he was very involved with Walt Disney World up until his death, it was Disneyland is where it all started when it came to the theme park. So it's amazing. Is it true that he is cryogenically preserved in anticipation of uh, um, a reanimation? No, that's a fake rumor or false news or fake news, I guess you want to call it now. Uh, no, that's not true. Um but that that keeps that does keep popping up every so often though. Okay. Okay. So here's so another one. It keeps popping up that it's that he's frozen false, that he'll be popping yeah, up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That he'll be popping up someday, okay. yes. <laughs> so here's another one. In Disney's nineteen fifty nine animated film Sleeping Beauty, who is Princess Aurora betrothed to? Do you know? You'll never know this one. I don't even think I would get this one. Prince? It's a prince. What's the first initial? P. Second letter. <laughs> H. <laughs> Philip. Yes, the Prince Philip. I would have gotten. Well, I would have gotten the Prince bar, but I would have gotten the Philip. I don't bar. know what else I could have come up with. <laughs> with I was thinking Prince Peter. Prince Phyllis. <laughs> he did have long hair. <laughs> All right, here's one more. This one you'll get. Spaceship Earth is the icon for what amusement park that features technological innovation and international culture? Epcot Center. Yes, sir. Epcot. You know, I've never been. A, I have been to Disney World. Once, but it was for a conference. It wasn't. Oh. Okay. A, that's good. So, what do you have any news for us today? Just one Bob? news item, mm-hmm. and um, this is a uh, not Harford County, but it includes Harford County. Have you heard of this um, this enzyme that helps bacteria recover from exposure to antibiotics? It is, um, and it affects. P. origanosa, which has been dubbed the nightmare bacteria. Have you heard of this? It sounds like a probiotic, but no, I have not heard about this one specifically, though. It's a recent report, hmm. two weeks ago, from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Okay. And if you've seen the headlines, it's calling it nightmare bacteria. Whew. But I don't, 
Um, it's not that um, flesh-eating back uh, no. uh, thing, is it? Okay. No, but the report stated that lab tests had found unusual resistance more than 200 times in 2017 in nightmare bacteria alone. It's because of this enzyme that rebuilds the wall of the bacteria that the antibiotics, antibiotics break down. So this is... First of all, who called it nightmare bacteria? I, I assume the CDC didn't put that in the report because it's like, that's not good PR. Like, you know, we have a nightmare bacteria maintaining an orderly and calm exit and evacuation. Nothing is, you know, well, nothing like to be worried about. I like it better than the flesh-eating bacteria. Right. I mean, well, Leslie I mean, Nielsen nightmare. With the really fireworks store really. on fire. Nothing I mean, to see here. Yes. So what does it do? It heals? There's an enzyme that basically causes uh, the cell walls of this P air eugenosa bacteria <laughs> to heal itself. Wow. Um, uh, uh, because the walls, they're made of long adjacent units that are cross-linked together. Hmm. So the, the um, researcher from the University of Notre Dame, um, professor of life sciences, um, an author of the study, he said, Sort of like you're driving home, get into a fender bender. By the time you get home, your car is already repaired. Wow. You sort of wish you had that in the parking lot. That would have been nice for my mirror. Um, So like a self-heal. So nothing will kill this bacteria. That's scary. Yes. Wow. Just the nightmare part. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Really, good name for it, I think. (laughs) We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with the wonderful Major General Randy S. Taylor. Romancing the Chrome, the largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland. Organized by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain day is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romancing the Chrome features an exciting children's area, music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Hartford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, associate producer, editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. Car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. Welcome back. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is the amazing, talented, I know I say this every time, Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're totally delighted to have Major General Randy S. Taylor, Commanding General, U.S. Army Communications Electronics Command, Senior Commander of the Aberdeen Proving Ground in the studio with us this morning. 
General Taylor assumed duties as the 15th commander of the U.S. Army Communications Electronics Command, CECOM as we know it, and senior commander of Aberdeen Proving Ground on April 13, 2017. As the commanding general for a 16,000, yes, 16,000-person, two-star global command, and the senior commander of a 28,000-person military base, General Taylor serves as the U.S. Army's command, control, computers, communication, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance, the C-4ISR material integrator. He is responsible for enabling the U.S. Army's warfighting readiness by providing sustainable global C-4ISR support. Wow. Welcome, General, and thank you so very much for being on the show today. Thanks, Mary. That was quite a quite an opening there. Thanks. Do you ever, do you ever just say to yourself, do I do all that? I don't. You scare me with these numbers. <laughs> Where do I find the time? Well, yeah, you find the time. I'm just having fun. Sometimes you bring me back to reality when you... Tell me these big numbers. Well, well let's, since the general is so modest, uh, oh, yes. let's Let me... embarrass him a little bit. Oh, I love embarrassing. We're off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> well, just for everyone's information, among his many, and I do mean many awards, Major General Taylor has been awarded the Distinguished Service Medal, the Ranger Tab, the Expert Infantry Badge, the Senior Parachutist Badge, the Air Assault Badge, the French Commando Badge, the Army Staff Badge, and the Presidential Service Badge. Wow. A lot of badges. That's a lot of badges. <laughs> I bet your shirts are heavy from all the yeah, badges. Yeah, the uniforms get a little heavy. <laughs> that is wonderful. So I'm really intrigued about the parachute. Do you like the parachute? Yeah. So is I, it fun? Oh, it's a blast. Actually, I did that back uh, when I was in my teens, and so or probably early, early 20s, jumping out of planes, and jumped out quite a few times since then, and become a jump master. So what that is... Yeah, if you're a parachutist, you're basically you're just like closing your eyes and jumping out. And, but if you're a jump master, you're you're responsible for everybody on the aircraft, and oh. so that they exit properly at the right place and time. And there's a lot that goes into that. But yeah, it's a blast. I, I haven't done it in a little while. I think if I did it now, I think every bone in my body would shatter. I know. We could do it as tandem. I've never done it, and I always wanted to do it. It's yeah, super cool and awesome. Yeah, like that. Now, right, you're civilian skydiving. That's 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 fun because you come down nice and slow and. Oh. Graceful. See the military parachuting, uh, very different experience. Because, really? oh yeah, the parachutes are designed so you come down like, you know, like a comet. You're you're because you're going to get down on the ground as fast as possible because people are shooting at you. Oh right, good point. Good so point. So every landing is a crash landing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have a friend who used to say, "Everyone's a good jumper. Is, it, is are you a good lander?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's easy to jump. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you. Uh, you enlisted when you were 19. Yeah. You were a Maryland boy? Well, I actually graduated from University of Maryland. And, and yes, I do consider myself a Maryland boy. Uh, but I was raised in Ohio. And uh, I enlisted in the Army at 19. Oldest of seven kids in a small town and a small house. Pretty crowded. So I, uh, I was really enticed by uh, the sense of adventure that the Army offered. And so I just wanted to get out after being in a crowded space and just see the world a little bit. And Army was willing to buy me a plane ticket, so that was an easy deal. And you had some early training and getting a lot done with limited resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and be in charge of a bunch of people. Right? So did you have all uh, brothers, sisters? Or yeah, so, yeah, so uh, two sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of us are, are, are boys. And uh, uh, seven, it's, it's amazing just to think giving birth to seven kids. It still blows my mom. 
my mind, my mom. You, <laughs> your you mom's see, mind yeah, probably yeah, she, too. Because <laughs> when you see her now, uh, and uh, and she comes visits quite a bit, uh, you never believe she had seven kids. Oh my gosh. She's so relieved now. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's aging in reverse, I think. Yeah, but it's she's very proud of you too, isn't she? Oh, she is. She is. I mean, it's just yeah. You know, it's funny, and and, and most moms don't want their kids to go in the military because they're just you know worried about their safety. And I, I remember, I, I knew my mom wouldn't support it. My my father neither, even brothers and sisters. So I just went ahead and decided I want to go in the army. I just enlisted and then told them after. Which I don't recommend anybody. So this is not advice, right? Well, you think about asking <laughs> but, forgiveness instead yes, of permission. Yeah, right? so she cried, of course. Aww. But, you know, when I got promoted to the general, she cried even more. And it was very happy tears. Yeah. So what made you decide Army over Navy? My dad was a Navy man. Yeah. Army over Navy or Air Force or... Right. So it's interesting because um, where I lived, the Army was accessible. We had... Army National Guard armories around, Army recruiters. And so I'd, I'd met a friend about that time when I was 19 whose father retired from the Army, retired from, and he was in the 82nd Airborne Division. Hmm. And he was a re- retired uh, non-commissioned officer. And he told these fantastic stories about jumping out of planes in faraway places. And I just, I didn't come from a military family. So this was just so foreign to me, so exotic. I was so intrigued by it. And then, so, no kidding, a friend and I, we, we enlisted together, and we went to basic training together, and, you know, the rest is history. But it was just, uh, it just fascinated me, and, the, and I was hooked from the start. How surprised would you have been if someone told you then you'd be a two-star general? No, no way. Uh, yeah, I don't think surprised is the right word. It was, it's, um, I can't think of the right word. I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, insane. You know, the odds are just <laughs> incredible. You know, even even you look at... Um, uh, the guys that I came in the army with, as uh, once I got commissioned and became a lieutenant, uh, less than one percent of all the lieutenants that you you enter that year with, you know, make general. And so that's just like if anybody would be surprised. Uh, but yeah, didn't see that coming. The odds are less than someone making it to be a major league baseball player. Yeah. Or an NFL player. And sure, and then two stars, you know, less than a half a percent. So that's not anything you just kind of expect or bank on. So well, what's the highest number of stars a general can have? <laughs> and we've been asking this. Uh, it's been a topic of discussion at Do you not have Google? Parties. <laughs> yeah, no, I even Google that. And I told everyone, day. don't Google it. I want to know. Yeah. What is the highest number of stars a Do you general? not have Google? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I could yeah. easily find that answer. But I wanted to ask you. Most people find it in the library somewhere. No, four, four. It goes up okay. to four. Uh, but in our history, there's been some times, uh, uh, like recently, most recently, World War II, when there's been a, a rare exception to have a five-star general. Hmm. And so that uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. I don't see it happening in a while, but four stars. And there's there's not that many. There's only a handful of four stars in the Army. Okay, wow. So um, we want to talk uh, to you about the things coming up at APG. Um, and before we start, if folks want to know more about APG or uh, the events coming up, uh, we have APG MD. Facebook page, mm-hmm. and the website is, um, I'm sorry, I had it right here, uh, for po- for folks to, um, um, HartfordCountyMD.gov, Aberdeen Proving Ground, uh, is also where they can go. All right. Um, tell us uh, about APG. It's such a force uh, in the nation and, and in our community. Just give us... Um, 
Oh, so, uh, just some background on APT. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mary's already mentioned part of it. There are 28,000 people that either work, live, or retire there that uh, we support and, and take care of at APG. It is an amazing place with so many diverse missions that are just national-level, one-off capabilities that uh, you don't find anywhere else in the Army or DOD, and in some cases in the world, where we just have unique capabilities across a spectrum that I'll I'll describe here just briefly to give you a sense. Uh, One, uh, we have a history going back to the start of APG a little over 100 years ago, 1917, for being involved in things chemical and biological and especially down in the uh, Edgewood area. Uh, that started off, you know, World War I with uh, offensive capabilities, like, like creating bombs and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, it has all changed over time, where it's all defensive capabilities. And so the world's leading experts in chemical and biological and even nuclear uh, countermeasures for, like, how we t- treat people or populations, you know, the antidotes and vaccines, that sort of thing, uh, that's those experts are at APG, amazing capability for our nation. So basically, anytime a bad guy cooks up some bad stuff uh, anywhere in the world, uh, it's the experts at APG that figure out what that is and, and how we should respond. And you want that, that kind of expertise in your backyard. You want them close by if you, if you would ever need it. Uh, we also have amazing research capability. Uh, Ten thousand scientists and engineers in APG. 4,000 of whom are 10, like 10,000. I know. It, it is amazing. 10,000 scientists and engineers at APG, uh, 4,000 of whom have like PhDs or other advanced like credentials, mm-hmm. right? So didn't know this. I mean, because they just kind of look and act and dress like the rest of us, but they're just like brilliant, brilliant people. Uh, and with that comes a lot of laboratory space. And so most of the Army's research and development is at APG for things that we're going to give the soldiers of the future to to fight and and win wars with. And we not only research and develop that there, we actually like uh, acquire it. So we have program executive officers, those who are in the acquisition business, acquire it and then field it to the Army. They do that after extensive testing. That's also done at APG. Most of the testing for the Army is actually done at Aberdeen Proving Ground. So that's why you hear our testing occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of hear the booms out there, and that's what I, you know, call the sound of freedom. Because we've got to make sure it works here so that when the soldiers need it over there, they can, they can count on it. Especially during the rain, I always hear it. Our headquarters <laughs> in Bell Camp. Yeah. So we always hear it when it's a rainy day. Uh, our cast, we do hear the bombs. Well, you know, that's interesting. It's, it's because of the acoustics that change with the environment mm-hmm. so that the that sound can echo off the clouds and whatever. That's, that's why I hear it on the rainy days. So just about anything our, our soldiers rely on to shoot, move, or communicate was probably tested at Aberdeen Proving Ground. And a good chance it was also designed there. So that's amazing. I've got a, a big part of that with the uh, Communications Electronics Command. So basically, uh, all the IT stuff that we give to our soldiers, because we, you know, we go to the middle of nowhere where there, there are no networks or phone systems, and we have to build it when we get there. You know, there's wow, there's there's right. no there's no grid waiting for us wherever <laughs> we go. You know? No generators, no. No, no nothing. Uh, nothing. You got to take it all and build these uh, uh, very complex networks. Uh, to handle, you know, our most uh, sensitive information. And so all of that communications electronics requires modernization, upgrading, sustainment, you know, maintenance. Uh, It's my team of 16,000 people all around the world, not at EPG, uh, that do that for wherever soldiers are. And 
that's a big thing. We have some great medical research capabilities uh, at Aberdeen Proving Ground. Uh, we've got uh, really the lead for personnel security investigations at Aberdeen Proving Ground. Uh, and all of that happens at what I think is like the most beautiful base that I could serve at as an Army leader. It is an amazing place on the Chesapeake Bay. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not the only one that, that thinks this. The, uh, the bald eagles agree with me. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. We have the largest population of uh, American bald eagles of any military base in the continental United States. Yeah. So if you want to find more at a military base, you have to go to Alaska. All right. So it's just a special place. It, it, it is, and we often lose sight of that uh, here living locally. Um, yeah. They say people within... Ten miles of the Statue of Liberty are least likely to to visit. visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the ospreys, by the way. Oh yes, beautiful. Um, beautiful. And the deer. deer oh, everywhere. Deer everywhere. everywhere oh yeah. Post, oh yeah. yeah. You better watch out because. Yes. <laughs> slow down. They own it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, some things coming up that we have, and um, well, we're going to be there actually, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Discovery Fest. Yeah. Which is uh, April. 21st right which is um a week from this coming saturday mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. from tomorrow um, <laughs> yeah tell us about that so this is a new thing that we're doing to open our gates to the community so for free we're having a day-long festival uh, can you give us that price again yeah. Free, 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 free. <laughs> <laughs> it's underlined yeah, the free part <laughs> what's the catch there's no catch we just we have two big events uh, a year uh, to to really have great community uh, collaboration engagement. So one is Oktoberfest that we do in September, and if you remember last year's Oktoberfest, it was amazing, unlike anything we've done before. It was a big three-day festival. Thousands and thousands of people came from around the surrounding area. It was just a great time. We're, we're kind of doing a mini version of that. It's not a, a German theme, but it's a one-day festival uh, on Saturday, as you said, April 21st. It starts at 9 in the morning, goes to 6 in the evening, and everyone's welcome. Uh, just show your driver's license to be scanned through the gate, and uh, you'll follow directions. And we've got live music. Uh, we've got uh, great food and drinks. But uh, more importantly, we're going to be showing the community what we do at APG. Lots of demonstrations of what goes on there. And we've really made it uh, family-friendly. We've got great events for the kids all day. Uh, to include something we've designed called Discovery Passport, where each of the kids will get a little passport, and they'll be able to go around to these stations where there'll be fun things for them to do as they learn about Aberdeen Proving Ground, and they'll get their passport stamped. And if they get enough stamps, uh, we got a really cool prize for them. So that's fun. We're having a job fair that day uh, right there. So if you're thinking about working at APG and don't know how, easy. Come on down Saturday, April 21st. Come to the job fair. You can find all this on Facebook. Lots of information there. We're going to start the day off with uh, a fun run and walk. Uh, you got, we have different uh, distances, and so you can find that also on Facebook. Uh, for those that uh, do the uh, the fun run, it's actually it's going to be an Earth Day run because we're celebrating that on the 21st. A great and free T-shirt for them. Ooh. Yeah, and it's how much is that again? Free. free. And it, it, you had it's me pretty. Free yeah, I heard the T-shirt. And yeah. House. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's the bounce house. Yes, it's a, a very cool black T-shirt. That uh, yeah, uh, I just hope I don't find them like 
on eBay or Craigslist right after people get them because they're, they're really sharp. And it's just a, a good time for people to come out. Uh, live bands all day, switching out every two hours and mm-hmm. nice under nice uh, fest tents. The weather's going to be good, and uh, parking's going to be easy. Plenty, plenty of parking right there on site. No problem at all. That's good to hear because yeah. everybody always worries about parking these days. Exactly. And so you've got uh, two ways to enter uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground North. And that's either through the Route 715 gate or the Route 22 gate. Either way, it'll get you right to uh, where we're going to do this, a little place that we've called Discovery Point, which is right near my office. And you'll be able to see the big uh, complex where CECOM's headquartered, and it's just an amazing facility. And folks, Rachel Hall, Chasing Friday, and the 1974 band, all of which we know, all of whom we know or which we know, I guess it's a band, all of which we know. Which we know. Really great band. We're knowledgeable. I mean, really, of. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, we booked them early. That's, they're they're going to be good. Excellent. That's it's going to be a Dennis, good time. Dennis Shockett's band and then uh, Kevin Dickey and the yeah. crew. And we know the general is a music yes. band. Yeah. He was, attended one of our concerts of I love it. last month in the dark. Yeah. In, 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 in the, in <laughs> the only building lit up for miles yeah. was the Bring a flashlight. <laughs> it was great. As a quick aside, we had a, we had a concert in a the general and, and Lucas came and and, and Larry yeah. and his, his wife and um, the Bel Air Armory had generators and we cut the building power so the generators stayed on and it was a big hit no one believed we went through with it and yeah. I just wanted to tell you general six different people have claimed credit for the generators <laughs> wow. since that concert yeah. well it was good work as they say success has many Many parents, uh, yeah. failure is an orphan. An orphan. <laughs> um, tell us about the Pinewood Derby. Oh, that's one of the things we're going to be doing. Yeah, wow. How did I forget about that? And I, I'm actually going to be making a Pinewood Derby car, too. But we've got the local Boy Scouts coming around and, and doing a little Pinewood Derby uh, competition. And we're going to pair them up with some community leaders just so they can share that experience together. And uh, I've got some nice prizes and some bragging rights after that. So we'll be doing that in the middle of the day. And there's something, or actually kind of towards later in the afternoon. You can check on Facebook for the times. And then uh, right about that time, we're going to do something else uh, with the community. Uh, We've got a great um, partner who's a donor. that We're going to have a giveaway of 100,000 drug disposal pouches that we're going to give to the surrounding community leaders in our region. Because uh, we're all aware of the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know p- people are just about everybody's impacted, no matter uh, what walk of life uh, you're from. And what we're trying to do is find a safe way for people to get rid of their prescription drugs that are no longer needed. Needed, and uh, Harford County has a great record of having these turning points, and, and really kind of almost leading in the nation on their the way they're handling that. We're going to help take it a step further and and give everyone a pouch. It's it's, a, it's an amazing uh, capability. Basically, you, you rip open the pouch, you pour in your prescription drugs, uh, you, you add about a, you know, a cup of uh, warm water, you wait 30 seconds, and all the drugs are completely neutralized, and you can just throw it away in your trash. No special handling required. Completely safe for the environment, right? Because we we know sometimes when people try to get rid of their prescription drugs. Uh, they, I'm going to pour them down the drain or the toilet or something. That's terrible. Don't do that, please. Our eagles don't like that. So this is a, a nice, uh, safe way to do that, and it's going to make a big impact. we got like 26 pallets of these pouch, pouches that we're going to give away for free to the th- through our community leaders. 
Wonderful. Anyone would like to acknowledge as far as uh, supporters or sponsors on that? Or is, uh, or, um, there's just too many to name. Yeah, we've got some great partners, uh, to include some corporate partners. Great. And I don't want to imply endorsement by calling them out by name. <laughs> And you might it's not my one. position so here, but yeah, but it's, it's really a great effort. And this is, in part, a follow-up to an event that we hosted at APG back in September. We had a, a community opioid crisis summit, and we had lieutenant governor from Maryland, we had each of our county executives, and a lot of community partners from many, many counties in our region. Uh, spent the entire day at APG, and we had a great session and committed to some action items uh, that were we've many that we've since accomplished and, and still in progress. And this is just one thing we're doing to help uh, work with the community on this crisis. Uh, and, folks, that is uh, on Facebook, APGMD, and this is uh, week from tomorrow, April 21st, the Discovery Fest, and I don't know how you could miss it. I'm not going to miss it. Um, for almost everything the general mentioned, everything but the 10K run, I'm going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I have a money-making idea. I want to get a bumper sticker yeah. with the, the, the white oval yeah. that just says point .1 on point it. One. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, like from the mailbox to the front door. Hey, but, you know, there's also uh, some fun walks that morning. It's like a 2K and a 5K walk. Okay. So that I think I, I think you just signed up for one of those. Okay. I think I did. Um, Armed Forces Week. Uh, uh that's coming up in, in, in May, third Saturday in May, um, and we have, um, we have a few things. One is the Army, uh, APG and Army Field Band at Hartford Community College, um, and that is, uh, that's coming up as well. Tell, Armed Forces Week is, um, it, just tell us generally about that, uh, why we do it, um, what it involves, and what, what uh, participation APG yeah. uh, plays in that. Oh, great. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I'll start with the concert, though. It, it really is It's a week-long celebration where we honor uh, those who serve the nation and the armed forces. And there's so many great ways to serve our nation and serve our community, armed forces just being one of them. And so we have uh, several events. Uh, they will end that week with an event hosted here in Hartford County with the community college on that Friday, May 18th at 6 p.m. And the, the college president, Dr. Diana Phillips, she's amazing. She's helped arrange for the Army Band to be there in the arena. It's a free concert. Boy, free a lot today. You had me again. Yeah, there you go. And I, But you do have to register to get tickets because it's going to sell out. And so just, you know, Google it. Or go to the college website and figure that out. And we're going to be doing some other patriotic things uh, during the concert. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be talking a bit on stage. But it's just a great way to, to celebrate uh, something that we all hold dear here, uh, our American way of life and the freedoms we enjoy and, and what we do in uniform to you know, support and defend the Constitution. So that's what that's about. Now, we're going to be starting that week off with the Retiree Appreciation Day at Aberdeen Proving Ground, and that's going to be on Saturday, May 12th. And it's going to go from 8 in the morning till noon at our recreation center. And if you're a military retiree, come on in. We're going to make it easy for you to get through the gate and, and find our recreation center we're going to have a lot of information and services available for you. It's not just an opportunity to connect with other retirees, but really get updates on benefits and uh, maybe help you some, resolve some things. So we have all the experts on hand to help you there. And then we've got other events throughout the week uh, to include Hartford Counties. They do a great job with their Chamber of Commerce uh, honoring veterans and, and, and their things on APG. We're going to post all that to our Facebook site. APGMD on the Facebook site. 
And folks who want tickets to that concert, it's uh, Hartford.edu, and then just go to the community page and look for Live Hartford um, to register for that that concert, um, which, as uh, the general mentioned, uh, will sell out, uh, will will fill up as well. Um, uh, General, also, first of all, thank you for your service, um, for dedicating your career to, to this. That, and this is not like a CEO. The stakes are high, but when you're a general and you're responsible for so many lives and initiatives, the stakes are, are really the highest they can be. So we can't thank you enough for what you do and how well you've been doing it. Um, one of those things that we in the county have noticed since day one is uh, you, you've, you've really energized the engagement with the community of the base and its, and its people. Um, and really, it's, you haven't been here very long. So tell us a little about that, your philosophy behind it. You obviously had this vision coming in and you've been executing it. Talk to, to us a little about that. Yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. I appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to me to have this engagement, this partnership with the community. Uh, one, I enjoy doing it, and so I get energy from doing it. It's a fun thing. But it's it's fun with a purpose, and that is, uh, one, uh, it's it's the nation's army. You know, it belongs to, to all of us. And when, when the army fights and goes to war, it doesn't go alone. Uh, the, the nation goes to war. Our community goes to war. And we have a great history here of mutual support in, in Hartford County. And we are intertwined uh, from the birth of APG, you know, 100 years ago to today. Uh, there's really not much that separates us. Our gate is uh, is about it. And even I don't see that as, as a barrier to our, our partnership. And the, the welfare of the workforce that I'm responsible for uh, starts long before you get to our gate. It, 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 it starts out in the community because that's where most of my workforce lives, out in the community, uh, primarily Hartford County and then Cecil County. And that's where they not only live but where their kids go to school, where they shop, where they go to church. And so we really we, we share this experience, uh, we share this region here, and I just want to be a good partner. I, I don't want APG to be some mysterious fortress where people are wondering what goes on there. Uh, it's because... We, what we do belongs to the taxpayers, and we do it for the people that we serve. And so I just want to be accessible, and I want to make sure that the amazing talent and capabilities that we have at APG are available to the community to the greatest extent that we're allowed, that we can partner to help uh, the community any way it needs. We talked about the opioid crisis, but there's so many other things that we partner on. And so uh, we enjoy it. I think it, it, it's, it suits uh, all of us to have this strong partnership. And just want to just keep it going uh, as long as we can. And, you know, frankly, it's been easy. Uh, the engagement's been easy because we've had such a warm welcoming here. Everyone's made it so easy to, to work and, and team with. So let's keep it going. Well, we appreciate it. And, and uh, just from being here a long time, I can see the difference, how you're really engaged. You're personally engaged, but you're also your entire team is engaged what's going on in the county, in both counties and in the region, and that right. makes such a difference. Thanks. Yeah, yeah they are. We're, we're very fortunate to, to, to have this kind of teamwork. I mean, the people here are just great. I mean, I, so I've been on active duty for 30 years now, and then a few years Garden Reserve before that. And I, I've seen all... all 
parts Everything. of the world and, and, and kind of mankind, how people would treat each other. And this is just such a special place here. And it really starts with the people. I think the people are just very kind. Uh, they're very patriotic. They're very giving. I, I, the volunteer spirit in our community is just amazing. It just blows me away. And, you know, I'm kind of accustomed uh, living and operating in a culture of selfless service, people that want to serve something bigger than themselves. Um, but sometimes I don't find that in the community wherever I go. But here, oh, it, it is thriving. The people here are just so giving and so involved and just trying to make our, our region a better place. But I'm having fun with it. Well, we're going to uh, actually uh, ask you for some insight because I know we could all learn from you. Um, uh, uh, you know, you're an executive, you're an administrator, you're a leader, um, but you also involve, uh, uh, you have to be good at a lot of the the, the softer, subtler, longer payoff yeah. types of initiatives, which which can't be easy. And as I said, it, you have to do it while you're still doing the day's laundry. Mm-hmm. It's like the uh, mar- motorcycle technician said to the surgeon, oh, you can... Um, you can do heart surgery, but I can take apart the whole bike, the whole engine, and put it back together. And the heart surgeon said, not while it's running. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you have to do every day while it's running. Yeah. What, tell, what have you learned? Uh, what would you tell your 19-year-old self? Oh, my. What you, that you know now that you wish you know then? Yeah, I don't think then. my 19-year-old self would have listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the territory. Yeah, it's probably tough to shut up and uh, listen. <laughs> That's it. Um, wow, what have I learned from my time in service? You know, it's interesting. We 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 come into the the military for many different reasons. Um, I was just looking just to to, to do something uh, adventurous, to get away. That's what I wanted at that time. Um, but that's not what kept me around. You know, what kept me around is is this value system that I've since adopted that uh, is very much at the core of what the Army is. And uh, the purpose of having an Army, to fight and win the nation's wars, uh, not just for the sake of fighting wars, but for the sake of uh, supporting and defending the Constitution, because uh, there's not much that stands between us and those who uh, really would like to see a world that's the opposite of our Constitution. Uh, And it takes a strong military to, to do that. And I, I believe so strongly in that. It's really something uh, that's not just worth serving for, but I'm, I'm willing to give my life for. And my 19-year-old self probably didn't see it that way. <laughs> I was just, I was very short-sighted and I uh, was kind of uh, just looking for, uh, I don't know, some short-term uh, gains out of it. But uh, uh, in, in hindsight, I'm absolutely certain that uh, I could not have chosen a better profession and uh, and I know that when this is over, it will be uh, a life well lived in, in the service to our nation. So I tried to explain that to my 19-year-old self, but I don't think he would have listened. So what did Ronald Reagan say at a, a Marine Commandant's um, funeral? Uh, he said, uh, some people spend their life wondering if they've made a difference. He said, yeah. Marines don't have that problem. <laughs> exactly. I think we can paraphrase you're right. that to yeah. you. <laughs> don't. You're right. Marines, soldiers, airmen, you're right. we, we don't have that problem. Um, and uh, I think, uh, well, we have to tell you the story that uh, um, was told to me by uh, a friend. I grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey, with the Military Ocean Terminal oh, yeah. base. And there was a story, and I know this uh, friendly Competition and camaraderie between right. Air Force 
officers and army officers. Yeah. Well, he told me this story. His father was a barber, and um, into the barber shop one day came an, an airman, um, and the barber cut his hair and said, "No charge. Thank you for your service." The next morning, the airman, uh, the barber opened his door, and on the front doorstep was a, a T-shirt from his squadron and um, a thank you note. The next day, he, uh, a sergeant came in. He cut his hair, said the same thing. Um, uh, thank you for your service. No charge. The next morning, he had a squadron pin and a, a squadron cap and a thank you note. Next day, a colonel came in. He did the same thing, cut his hair. Said, no charge, Colonel. Thank you for your service. Colonel said, thank you. Next day, he opened up his door. There were four more Colonels on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh. Air Force is so smart. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're done. Now. All right. I so we go to break. Sounds great. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll cover some great events coming up at the library. And then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Hartford County and do some thingamabobs. Romancing the Chrome, the largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland. Organized by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain day is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romance in the Chrome features an exciting children's area, music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Hartford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, Associate Producer, Editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. Car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. Welcome back. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Hartford County Public Library, and that is the amazing, talented Bob Mumby. Oh, you read it right again. I did. I can do that sometimes. So you want me to tell a little bit what's happening at the library this week? Yes. All right, so it is I'm National... Sure nothing as usual. <laughs> it is National Library Week, and it is the 60th anniversary, and Misty Copeland, the amazing ballerina, is our honorary chair for National Library Week, and each day of the week we're celebrating different activities. Uh, t- on Tuesday we celebrated our... Tuesday and Wednesday, it was our Library Staff Day celebration. Then we celebrate our Outreach Vehicles Day. And then we culminate with our wonderful, wonderful Romancing the Chrome 7th Annual Car Show. And that is tomorrow. That is on Saturday, April 14th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And this is a phenomenal car show because it is sponsored by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and the Jarrettsville Lions Club because we partner together with our community to bring amazing vehicles to Jarrettsville. So it's at the Jarrett's Field, 3719 Norrisville Road, right across from the Jarrettsville Library. 
free admission. And let me say that again. Free admission. We are really like we said uh, the general. <laughs> uh, you had us at free. Exactly, and we are really honored to have celebrity judge Joe Ligo from uh, MPT's Motor Week. He is the associate producer and editor, so he'll be there as the celebrity judge. We will also have Sheriff Jeff Gaylor, who will be giving out a special award in honor of the deputies who uh, we lost a few years ago. And there's more than 250 classic cars and hot rods that will be on, on exhibit. The wonderful thing about this, it is a family fun day. It is bring the kids. It is food ben- vendors. It's a beer garden. We have DJs. We have face painting and tattoos. We have the rolling reader will be on site. Lots of entertainment. Lots of wonderful food. And we're really, really honored to have Keen Dodge as our Keen Dodge uh, Jeep and Chrysler. There are our headlining sponsor once again. Amazing, amazing vehicles that they, they have on their lot. We also have Miller Septic Services are on board. Jarrettville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Waste Inter- Industries, and also, wonderful, our supporting sponsor is Jarrettville Creamery and Deli. If anybody's been there, they like ice cream, please stop by and say hi to the folks there. But great it, sandwiches, too. Oh, my God. Great soup. You name it. They have just wonderful things. So it looks like tomorrow's going to be a great day in terms of weather. And, of course, if it is not, it will be moved to the rain date will be the 21st. But I don't think we're going to need it this year. So it's lots of fun. And everybody says, why don't we celebrate National Library Week with our one of the largest and best car shows in our area, it's because we want to give back to the community. We want a celebration of all ages, and we really want to give out cash prizes, which we do for the best in show and the top of each class. So it's a fun day, and please stop by and say hi. We'll be there all day. And the weather is going to be forecast is 76, mostly sunny. <gasps> That's wonderful, and I think it's going to be just perfect day because I understand it might be cold weather coming back next week. Did I hear that correctly? Probably. Ah. Probably. I heard birds chirping this morning, and I almost saying, "Stop fooling us! <laughs> Stop teasing us!" Oh, the only other thing that's happening, well, the only other thing, huh? uh, we do have our, the amazing New York Times bestselling author, Jeanette Walls of Glass Castle. She will be with us at the end of April. It is also a free event. However, we sold out our registration. We have over 400 people coming. We did move it to Water's Edge, so they accommodate a larger crowd, and we're really excited about that. But please keep checking back, because as people come off the uh, registration list, openings may open up between now and then. So keep checking back for that. Why don't you just get it over with and move it to the arena? <laughs> well, we, we, we when it gets a little too large, it's hard for her to sign that many books or take the photo ops of one-on-one. So we can't make it too, too large. And that would be like doing another gala again, which is also coming up in the fall. The pink edition on October 13th. Pink as in... Um, Inspector Clouseau. Ooh, maybe. Wee oui, wee. Oui. The real one, not the <laughs> stupid remake with Steve Martin. Love Steve Martin, but why do they mess with that? I don't know. Why do they know. attempt to improve on perfection? <laughs> I don't know. And, and there's more information on that, too. Tickets go on sale, I believe, July 13th at 10.13 a.m. And t- Notice the tickets 13. go off sale at 10.17 <laughs> Pretty <a>. much. <laughs> yes, they do. Sponsorships are available, so we always like to highlight our, our partners in the community. Excellent. As always, great work. Great work. Um, we have, don't have much time. I do. I love to acknowledge our fellow human beings who are hilarious. Regular <laughs> folks like you and me. So we do the tweets. Just regular people just doing tweets. No comedians, just regular people. 
And I have four of them. Okay. Me. Honey, I'm back from the potato chip store. Wife, you mean the grocery store. Me. Looks in the bags. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's a potato chip store? I'm kind of stuck on that one. Okay. <laughs> Cashier. I hate being alone. Me. I know. Every morning is a new hell. Cashier. Usually they schedule a second cashier. Me. Yes, that is what I meant also. <laughs> uh, third one. If a woman asks <clears throat> if a woman asks you if she looks fat, it's not enough to say no. You must act very surprised by the question. <laughs> Jump backwards if necessary. Oh, that's so true. Everybody don't forget that. That is so so true. <laughs> and the last one. My grandfather. I fought in two wars, came home, raised five kids with your grandmother, me. Sometimes I don't read emails because I'm too tired. (laughs) That's more of a millennial one, I think. Oh, they were good choices. So that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week.